you are here on purpose with a purpose by design. I have noticed that through this entire interview thus far, you have talked about whey protein, you've talked about collagen, you've talked about bone broth, you've talked about eating fish for breakfast. I have not heard you on the bandwagon for being vegan or for not eating meat. And I was going to ask you about that. Um, I tried going that route and my body rejected that right out of hat. It was like, uh-uh, no, I don't need to eat a, a, a bunch of it. And I stay away from much red meat. But I, my body was like, no, give me meat. <laughs> give me chicken. Give me fish. What do you say to all of that? Because that's a big hype going on right now. Get the vegan protein, not the whey protein. Um, don't eat the, don't eat the meat, just chickpeas, you know, soybeans, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to think about it for one. Once again, it comes to bio individuality and that's what like in my practice, functional medicine is one, let's get to the root cause. Number two, um, you can have, and I've had this cause I've had twins that I work with. And then one, one, she could eat pretty much anything. And the other one got sick just by looking at something, you know, it was just that whole environment. Um, you know, from a biblical perspective, God gave dominion over the animals. We have dominion over them. You know, I believe that that is food for us to have. Okay. When people say, well, you're killing animals. I'm like, animals can run plants can't they still have a defense mechanism too they're called lectins and why do you think a dog chews on some grass and they spit it out they like because it's almost when they're chewing on that you know they're getting um a chemical reaction to that and they're spitting it out it's like i don't want this it's upsetting my stomach true so there's a balance with all that um yeah berries we hear about you know berries and in, in the bible we hear about uh, milk, is it goat milk? Is it cheap milk? Um, is it coming from the cow? Where is it coming from? You know, I always tell my patients this. You have to find what works for you. I've been plant-based and when I was plant-based, I was probably the unhealthiest and the sickest and overweight when I was just doing, because I was just doing a lot of carbs and I was yeah. eating a lot of the soy burgers. Everything was soy, soy, soy. And I've got, I had I got so many digestive issues. I got really sick during that time. And so I started to add, you know, the meats, the more meat and fish, but I, but I purposely chose good quality and just went back to like some of the basics. Okay. I'm going to stick to meat and, and fish and chicken. And even as an experiment, I, I do this with patients too. And I believe we need to cycle our eating templates. I really do. I, like I went through a phase of plant-based for a long time. You can do plant-based for a week or two weeks and just kind of go through a natural cleansing because our ancestors did that, right? There was a time where they had an abundance of a lot of vegetables and fruit. And they didn't have a lot of animal products, so that's what they ate. And so if you look at things in cycle, it's the same way. Your body can, is cyclical too, just like a woman's hormones are cyclical and just like a man's hormones are cyclical. Men have andropause just like women have menopause. They do. Uh, they just don't talk about it. We talk about everything, <laughs> you know. Um, so 
when it comes to eating templates, I believe there needs to be, um, you, I change it around a lot in the beauty, like with women, women that are cycling, there's times of the month that you become more insulin resistance, that you gain weight more easily. And it's usually right before their cycle, you know, mm -hmm. because they become more insulin resistant. And it becomes easier for them to gain weight, just like when a woman starts to go through menopause and her estrogen levels start to drop, she becomes thicker around and she doesn't have that tiny waist that she had when she was in her 20s and 30s because her estrogen levels are changing and she becomes more insulin resistant. So you have to be more mindful of what you're putting into your body. I don't know how we got there from all the different eating templates from, you know, from vegan. Um, but once again, um, I believe you have to find what works for you. I There's some patients that come in and they're like, I am not going to eat an animal product. Okay. I'm like, okay, then you have to figure out a way how you're going to um, get your iron levels up because your iron levels are low. You have no energy. You're pale. You're losing your hair. Your thyroid is running low. You're cold all the time. So you have to make a choice. And so I just let them make the choice. And they're like, well, maybe I'll have some eggs. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see if eggs work for you. Let's start with egg yolks, you know, or they'll start have some fish. And then slowly they will start adding in some of the animal products. But one of the reasons that I have seen in the practice and what I have seen from research, most of the time, most people don't want to eat um, any type. They say, oh, I can't eat red meat because I can't digest it. Usually it's because they're low in hydrochloric acid and your stomach makes hydrochloric acid. And most of the time, if you're low in that, you're not, you're not gonna have a desire to eat any type of protein because subconsciously it's or intuitively, you know that like, oh, I don't have the digestive enzymes. I don't have the hydrochloric acid to digest it and break it down. And people say, I eat it and it just sits in my stomach. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, it just sits there and it ferments and then I get this GERD. And I had, they say, I have too much acid. I'm like, no, you don't have enough acid to break it down and digest it. So it's processed, you know? So there's all, there, there's, there's such a, um, there's the opposite extreme when it comes to like the GERD and people, why they don't want to eat certain foods. Cause they say, oh, it, I, you know, I burp up all the time. And I'm like, well, it's probably cause you don't have enough hydrochloric acid. You know, it, it's the opposite of what they're teaching us. And we become dependent on that medication for, for years. And it's just all dietary changes. That's all it is. And if you were to do that longer period, as we talked of intermittent fasting, of just extending that time, because think about it, if you're only eating in that eight hours, you have a whole 16 hours that your body's healing, your digestive system, you're decreasing the inflammation. I mean, there's a lot of cleansing going on during the time when you're not eating. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that's how our bodies were created. It's a self-sustaining mechanism. And it's beautiful when we let the body heal itself, but we, um, we do it under the right conditions and feed it the right food, get the proper rest, <laughs> have the positive thoughts. There's so much that, um, you know, when it comes to health, there is just no one thing when it comes to health. What is a, where does a person go to get hydrochloric acid so that they can put that back in their system so that they start digesting their food better? 
You can get that at a health food store, but what I would recommend first they can do is I have them do like a baking soda test. And I have a link on my website and I have most of my patients do this before they even start on a protocol. I'm like, let's see how much baking soda, let's do this baking soda test. Well, what is that? I'm like, you put about a quarter eighth of a teaspoon in some water, about four ounces the first thing in the morning and drink it and let's see what happens, okay? And you normally should get, if you have enough stomach acid, you should get, you should burp. You should belch pretty much right away. You can do this at home. When we're done here, you can get some baking soda and you can get some apple cider vinegar and mix it together or lemon juice and see what happens. It's gonna fizz up. Mm -hmm. So if you have enough of that in your body, what do you think is gonna happen? You're gonna, you're gonna belch. But most people aren't belching because they don't have enough of that hydrochloric acid. So that's another way. But if you know that you have a stomach ulcer, you don't want to get hydrochloric acid. You want to you want to first um, find out why why is it that you have an ulcer? And a lot of the times, the cause of ulcer is something called H. pylori. So. Um, and you can get tested for that. And something like aloe, mastic gum is very healing for um, for that. So I even start some of you know my patients on that. And it really just comes down to changing their um, changing their diet. You know, if you were to eliminate the sugar, the dairy, and the grains, you'd be gold. But, wow! Wow! You know what? I eliminated a lot of the grains and a lot of dairy a number of almost all dairy a number of years ago. And you're right, it totally changed my digestive tract. And so I could just testify there, y'all, that, that it actually works. Now, the apple cider vinegar, baking soda mix, drinking that and seeing if it makes you burp, do, do you belch? Um, is a person that's taking Prilosec or Omeprazole, would they be somebody that could try this or would it be better for them to, to not do the baking soda thing? So the baking soda, so the baking soda test, it's just the baking soda, not with, not the apple cider vinegar. Okay, sorry about that. Usually with a person that's on Prilosec, if they're on that, I'm like, that's your diet. If you just clean up your diet, you're going to, you're not going to need it. Mm. They really just need to clean up their diet. Um, I have many different patients, um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Cleveland, the Cleveland Clinic. Oh, yeah. I've heard of Cleveland yeah. Clinic, okay? Yeah. So the Cleveland Clinic, when they first opened up after um, under Dr. Mark Hyman, a whole functional medicine department, which functional medicine is basically, you know, the practice that I, uh, that I do is we're looking for the root cause of what the problem is, not just giving a person drugs. So... Mm -hmm. Did you know that more than 90% of their patients were doctors that were going there to get for the functional medicine? They were doctors that were on drugs and different medications, you know? And so it should tell you something there. It's just like, hmm, what's causing this? Maybe it's because I'm what I'm eating and it's stress and we have seen with a lot of these um, PPIs also that there's cancer associated with them as well. And people that have been on them for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, that's something maybe only you're supposed to be on for a short period of time. And it's like, hey, we need to make some changes with your diet. That's what's causing the problem. 
they'll say, oh, you have too much acid. It's like, no, you don't. It's like everything's rotting in there and it's coming back up. It's the, the whole fermentation process because you don't have enough of that hydrochloric acid in there. So wow. yeah, that's a whole different, we can talk for hours about that. But I, even with some of the patients that, you know, they've been other doctors that have been my patients and they're just specialists in, in something in particular, very specific, some sort of surgical procedure where that's their specific, but they have no knowledge about when it comes to nutrition. Right. Like, they're like, really? I'm like, didn't you learn this in school? <laughs> uh, yeah, in two hours, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I've been studying this for, you know, many years, over 20 some years. It's, we're always alert. I'm, I'm just always researching and learning. And, and I just, I love, I love this because it's exciting and it makes it sometimes more challenging though, Pamela, because there's so many more environmental toxins that it's just throwing more in the mix. It just makes it so much harder. It's kind of like going to the store. Before ancestors would go on, they're like, hmm, red or blue. Now there's red, dark red, light red, pink, you know, <laughs> the combinations. <laughs> there's so many choices. Whereas, and, and now it's just, you know, you just get so stressed out, like, I don't even know what to choose. <laughs> and we oh. just like, want to keep things simple, right? <laughs> Right. Well, that goes back to what you said at the beginning, eat, eat around the perimeter of the store, right? Not going into, but that takes it back to that, to that simple, simple format. Um, I have a couple more questions. Is it okay? Do you have time for me yeah, to ask? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. All right. So going back to first to water, you know, there's a lot of hype out there now about what kind of water to drink. Um, is Dasani really from the Detroit Wood River or Aquafina or whatever it is? Um, should we be spending our money on bottled water? It, should we be drinking, uh, you know, Perrier or San Pellegrino? Is, should we get water makers that like um, can use magnets to magnetize and, and, and erase memory in water? All these kind of things that are out there. Uh, you know, can be kind of scary to people. Like I could drink a gallon of water. Okay. But is it really good water or am I hurting myself because I'm drinking it? Well, what should I do? Yeah. So what do you have to say, Dr. Linda, about water? <laughs> so a couple of things. I mean, in our home, we have, we have a reverse, an RO system. And so I tell, you know, we have the stainless steel containers. And so, like I said, I fill up three of them. And I, that's my gallon for the day. So I know that I've had enough water. I'm at the office. I'll have, I have like glass in the office and I just pour it in there or I drink it out of the stainless steel. This sounds crazy though. Gosh, we're actually paying for water. It's almost like you're paying for air, <laughs> right? It's now like in a, in a container and like, okay, now we're paying for air. How ridiculous is that? Um, with water, it's such a big business. But if you look at who owns the companies now and what are you drinking out of the plastic and what's leaching out of the plastic into the water, especially out here in the desert, I go to the gas station and they have the water in packages outside and in the hundred and some degree weather. And I'm like, wow, that water must taste like plastic. You could just take it's just like it's disgusting. Yeah. So I always tell my husband, just bring things in glass or we will go somewhere 
and buy the um, like filtered water or the spring water is probably the best. Now there's this, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with something called the Berkey. Berkey, no, I'm not. Berkey, and it has its own little internal filtration system. You can actually buy a unit for your home, small, medium, or large. They even have uh, uh, one that comes in like a container like this that is a plastic that's not um, none of that BPA stuff. And it has a filter in there. So you can actually go and get water from like a river and it cleans it out. So oh. it'll, yeah, it's like sterilizes it. So um, that would be another unit that I would buy. Uh, but we do have a reverse osmosis in our home. We, I know there's the popular of the pH water. Like you go to the store and you, you see and it says, oh, it's pH water. So the bottle is $2 or do I buy this here? And personally, I like to buy the glass Voss bottles. Um, oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I love those. And, you know, I try to buy those when at all possible. I'm not too crazy about anything that Pepsi owns, the Dasani. I don't think it's any better. There was a list and I'll see if I can, uh, I can link it up here somehow. But I had a list of the companies that, what the worst water was and what the best water was. Arrowhead was on the top is one of the better waters and it does taste different. Dasani was just like if you were drinking unfiltered, um, you were drinking tap water from your house. Yeah. So I really believe that there's like probably the worst that you can buy is anything that's by, by Coke or Pepsi, you know, and, and they own most, most everything now. So um, I would go with the, the Perrier, the Dasani, um, any of the spring water, the Arrowhead will be, would be your better choices. Okay, that's really important for people to hear because they, I mean, it can become um, somewhat of a puzzle to know, am I, if I'm going to put a gallon of it in me every day, I don't want to be putting a gallon of garbage into me every day, right? I want to be putting something in that's really cleaning uh, out my system, that's uh, helping my body be optimal and not putting poisons and toxins in there. So thank you for that, doctor. Mm -hmm. Another question that I had um, was, is there a certain time when your body clock says, hey, if you're in bed now and you're sleeping between this time and this time, you're going to get the most benefit mm -hmm. out of that sleeping time. And I was curious because I've heard, you know, different professionals say, you know, like from 10 till one or from 11 till two, that these time periods, and I tend to be somebody and, you know, it's been a paradigm shift for me to go from being a night owl to a morning bird. But I have to set myself up to succeed in the area of going to bed early because I naturally would tend to go the other way. It has been that paradigm shift of thinking differently to get myself to go there. Yeah. But is there a benefit that we miss out on if we're up every night till midnight? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You become a lot of studies find that I, I was in a class a couple of days ago. And I was having a conversation and, I'm, and I've had numerous patients this way. They have a lot of health problems when they switch them to a night shift. Hmm. So now they're like, their day is now their nighttime. They're yeah. like, I didn't change anything and I gained weight. I'm like, well, of course you're becoming more insulin resistant. You're going to gain more weight. You look older too. <clears throat> when you go to bed 
especially like during the holidays. And that's why a lot of people started to get sick. That's why we're going to start seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, more people get sick now too. One, our days are getting shorter. So we have less vitamin D. Number two, the holidays are coming up, right? So with holidays, what happens? We're more stressful. We eat more sugar. Sugar suppresses the immune system. Okay. And number three, we spend money that we don't have to impress people we don't like <laughs> by buying gifts and, and all these things, right? And going to the parties and feel like we have to say yes to everything. So we're stressed out more. We're staying out longer than we normally do. And we wonder why most people are getting sick and we have flu season. Right. If you start seeing that mm -hmm. pattern. There's clocks and there's something called a circadian rhythm. So as I talk, you know, I was mentioning, it's like, okay, try to have your last meal right before the sun sets. Because what did our ancestors do? They didn't have the artificial light, right? They were up and as soon as the sun set, they stopped their work day. They went and ate. They sat around the campfire. They had their, the fire going. They were talking. They were eating. And just having a good old time, they didn't have that stress, so they'd go to bed. The morning, the sun, they didn't have an alarm clock. The sun was their alarm clock. Yes. So they have that internal clock, that circadian rhythm. So I like to go to bed early because I like to get up early. And right now I'm getting up at four in the morning. And there's, there's a saying about some magical hour at four, but really between 10 and 2, a lot is happening. There's a lot of fat burning. There's a lot of cleansing going on. There's a lot of detoxing going on in the liver, in the lungs, in the brain. You have what's called a glymphatic system. So it's basically, it's like cleaning <laughs> cleaning out the fluid in there. So if you have a person that in you know the days that you stay up later, especially past midnight, you feel like you can sleep from 12 to 8, but you're still going to be tired versus sleeping from 10 to six, it's still eight hours, but it's not the same sleep. It's not the same quality because that deep sleep happens in between that nice little window between 10 and two. The liver starts doing some cleansing right about um, between the eight and 10 o'clock um, nighttime um, clock. And you can see with a lot of, um, with Chinese medicine, there's different um, circadian rhythms and there's different um, times for when there's the organs are cleansing and even like when a person like wakes up in the middle of the night they're like I have all this energy I'm like your blood that's blood sugar issues that's adrenal that's there's a stressor inside of you something's happening there or even for instance um when there's a full moon there's a lot of parasitic activity in the body and people will have nightmares and sometimes like, well, you probably have parasites when we run the test and we do GI testing. It's like, OK, well, you have GI, you know, you have this, you have that. And it's just like we, we start to see see things that normally other people would not and other practitioners don't test for. So, yeah, I'm a big believer. It's like uh, and I and I get it. There's people like, well, I'm on a deadline and um, I got to get this done. But there's a lot of people that get sick also when they're under stress and under the deadlines, right? They're they're planning for a big event, a big race, a big competition. They go and they do it. And then like within a week or two, they're like, they're sick. 
Their body is forcing them to shut down, stop. You're not listening to me. So <laughs> I'm going to make you sit down and by taking you out. So in, in a short answer, yes, there is a best time where your body sleeps and gets a really nice deep sleep and a lot of cleansing, a lot of rehab going on. And that's why even people that like are in the military, what is one of the things that they do to them? They deprive them of sleep. Yeah. It's like the worst thing that you can do for a, a human being. Sleep deprivation is horrible. And mm -hmm. what does that do to your, to your body? You know, there's certain natural laws that your body um, follows. And those are the laws. <laughs> Just like there's, um, you know, we have uh, health laws, but we also have natural laws, you know, of what's out in the universe. Yes. So, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does. I, I find it to be so intriguing because I'm hearing you say that like my liver like knows when it's eight or nine o'clock, right? That it is going to start going through its cleansing and that my body knows, hey, this is the optimum time that I should be do I should be doing this or that is between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So what you're telling me then is if a person stays up until midnight, then they're robbing their body of two hours of something that your body needs. Your body doesn't go, oh, well, I'll just make up for it and I'll do it between midnight and 4 a.m. Yeah. I'm hearing you say that our bodies have a rhythm and that the rhythm is what the rhythm is. Yeah. And between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., there's an important piece of your cleansing, of your resting, or whatever you want to call it, that we miss out on. So we can't make that up between, like I said, two and six, that our body knows this is when we do it. And so if we don't give it to our body, yeah. then we're, we're hurting ourselves. Am, am I understanding correctly? Absolutely. And I understand some people will say, and, um, well, you know, if you want to get ahead in life, you have to only sleep this much or I'll sleep when I'm dead. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of those comments. But what's interesting, a lot of the people that are saying that we're saying that were saying that <laughs> they're the ones now touting that I need to get my sleep and they value their sleep even more now. Yes. So, yes, the reparative process when we're younger, think about it when we're younger, um, it's less stressful on our body, but as we are every year, we're progressing. Okay. It's kind of like having a car. When you first buy a car, it runs great. You run it hard and it runs great. Everything's brand new. But when it starts to become a classic and a vintage, when you're in your fifth and sixth decade of life, you can't run it as hard. You got to give it a little bit more TLC. Yeah, same thing with our body. You know, as, as kids, they're still growing and they have these growth hormones and, you know, some of the, the guys, men, until sometimes 25, you know, women usually by 18, 19, 20, you know, they've kind of maxed out on their height and there's a lot going. But once you're in your 30s, you're not really growing a whole lot, you know, unless you're on, on steroids. So there is a natural rhythm in the body, just like there's um, a natural law that a woman has a baby and normally nine months very rarely can a woman have a baby that's going to survive in three months 
Right. You know, there, there's rhythms to all that. And I, I believe those are, you know, natural health laws that, that God has given us. And so we're trying to go against what's what's natural. Man, that is so true. And that's going to affect us negatively. One more question. And okay. it's <laughs> okay. sugar. Is it taboo? Should we just stay away from it? Um, it took me a long time to get pretty much cleared off of sugar. Um, I have more energy now. Boy, do strawberries taste a hundred times better now that my palate is clean for the most part of sugar. But, you know, yeah, last year um, I only put on one pound during the holiday season. Woo! And that's because I wasn't eating all the sugars. Now, um, I do did have my pecan pie at Thanksgiving. Yes, I did. And I did have my pumpkin pie at Christmas. But what about sugar, Dr. Linda? Yeah, and sugar is, is so addicting. And think about this, Pamela. Where does sugar come? I mean, it is natural. It, it comes from a sugar cane, right? Yeah. But how much of that, how many sugar canes do you need to get that much sugar, a teaspoon, you would be gnawing and chewing on it for hours and hours and hours and hours, right? And then you just get it and, and your your um, blood sugar levels aren't going to spike, but you're getting all of that in a short amount of time. And what's happening is you're getting that the, that insulin response in the body. It's just like, whoa, what's, what's this? One, it also suppresses your immune system. And as I talked earlier, as why do more people get sick and the flu season happens right around this time? You know, our days are shorter. We're at home more. We're going to the pantry. We're picking, you know, we're eating foods that we normally don't eat, you yeah. know. Sugar is very addictive and they start in, they start you young with the kids in the formulas and it's yeah. strategically placed in some of the grocery stores at the height of those little eyeballs. So that in pretty little wrappers, the kids are visually stimulated and they want that. Right. And it's like, I mean, what it does to their brain. And it's just like, it's like, it has that same response in the brain as cocaine does. There were some studies showing that, that, you know, what it just, you're getting that like dopamine hit, like, woo, and you just want more and you want more and more. And it's really, um, for a lot of people, it's very difficult to break the habit, but I tell them, give me a week and we'll break your sugar habit. Break you know? sugar habit. Yeah, and, and the apple cider vinegar glutamine, I will have patients sometimes take like some um, glutamine. It's a little powder. I said, just put it on your tongue and just, you know, put that on your tongue and, and, and drink that, <laughs> you know, um, that like the apple cider vinegar as well. They're like, oh, that's so gross. I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to crave sugar, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, sugar is just, that's a hard one for a lot of people. But when you start, you start to explain to them also as um, food is information. If you start to think about what am I putting in my body? And if you were think about it this, this way too, because we not only is chronic disease bankrupting our country and, and really impacting the financial um, aspect for so many people and cancer, but so is dementia. Yes. And that is also the other name that has been given for it is type three diabetes. Really? So it's a blood sugar issue. 
And so if we could just get rid of that, and, and if you ask yourself, when I put this in my body, what is it doing to my gut and what is it doing to my brain? Most of all, my brain, because we don't see the ramifications of that until years later. Sure. So when you're in your 20s and your 30s, we're invincible, right? <laughs> we do whatever we want. And as we're getting in our 30s and 40, we become a little bit more mindful or 50s. Some of my patients, I'm getting a little bit achy by the 60s. They're really stiff. By their late 60s, 70s, they're, they're, the brain health has just deteriorated. But that process has started over some time. And sugar mm -hmm. is going to be the number one thing that does to you. So ask yourself, what I'm putting in my body, what is it doing to, one, my brain? Two, what is it doing to my gut? You have that gut brain connection. Right. So food is information. And is sugar providing good information to build healthy cells in my body? So when we start looking at it in that perspective, I really think it changes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is something that I think could be explained to a teenager even that loves their soda pop, you know, oh, can I have another Coke or whatever, you know, just, just that food is information. And what is it communicating to my, the, the cellular level of me? What is it doing to my brain and my gut? I love that. And sugar also very connected to inflammation. Is that correct? 100%, 100%, you know, and um, one other thing I didn't want to mention because as women, they're like, oh, I gained, I gained five pounds and it's that time of the month or whatever, or they ate something. I'm like, you didn't gain five pounds of fat. You're just inflamed and you hold wow. on to water. Yes. And when you're inflamed, I said, and when you start eating better and the inflammation goes down, you can drop like seven pounds in a week. But that's in, that's from inflammation. It's not you're not losing um, fat. That's all that water. That's you're you're inflamed, and then you have less pain, and it, it feels amazing. And those are victories and wins. It's like yeah. it's like wow, I've lost that much weight, and I'm like you because you're, you're inflamed. Yeah, sugar is a big the sugar, the dairy, the wheat. You know, all the grains. Those are all inflammatory. And inflammation is the root cause of cancer, of diabetes, you know, of gut issues, heart disease. Those are all inflammatory conditions and they are preventable by, with lifestyle. Can you say that again, that the different things that you said were inflammatory, you said sugar and then you listed sugar, out. Yeah, sugar, grains, um, dairy, even alcohol. And the other one I didn't mention also um, are all the um, the vegetables, seeds, oils like canola oil. You're seeing vegetable oil. Um, I others the ones that I cook with. I tell patients is avocado oil, coconut oil. I mean, and we also use olive oil mostly just to drizzle. But those are like the top three that I that I really I like a lot. Yeah, especially the oils are very inflammatory. If you go to a restaurant, they don't have they don't cook with good olive oil or coconut oil. They buy that gallons of vegetable oil that's disgusting. That's very inflammatory. And if you eat out, 
and you and they cook something with oil, at least I, I'm feeling it. I feel it within minutes. My joints start to hurt. It's like there's stiffness that starts to occur in my body. Uh -huh. You probably have experienced the same thing, right? You're like, oh, and you watch people exiting the restaurant and they, they're walking like they're in pain. I'm like, wow, was that food really worth it? <laughs> yes. See, I, I, I thought that they were connected there, the grains and the dairy and the sugar that was all inflammatory. But what you said that just was like pop was yeah. how many times have we been told, oh, you're just bloated? Oh, you just have to have your period pants, right? Yeah. The ones that are a little bigger. Could you just got a little extra water weight there, honey? Yeah. Nobody comes out and calls it what it is and says, you're inflamed. Yeah. But you yeah. are, you're inflamed. And then what do we want? We then want food that's called the comfort food, whatever, you know, and that's not going to make us more comfortable, but it's going to give you, like you talked about that dopamine rush or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then what we're going and we're, um, we're having that extra bowl of, of ice cream or having another piece, another piece of cake, um, whatever it is, it would be sugary, um, or having that big, huge bowl of pasta and then follow it up with tiramisu because, you know, <laughs> I'm bloated and I'm uncomfortable and I'm kind of crabby. So mm -hmm. now we're messing up our hormones and everything all so much more by throwing all this garbage in there. Thank you. Thank you for being yeah. bold enough to say that, Dr. Linda. You know what, Pamela, you don't have to avoid those foods you can make clean versions of those at your house like we go and buy the best ribeye and we cook it at home it's the grass fed i will make an apple pie and it's a gluten-free crust mm. um and and it's made with like um like almond flour or coconut flour and I will get the organic apples. I cook them up. They don't they don't even need honey because they're sweet as they are. Put a little bit of cinnamon, vanilla, put it in the oven. You can make your own whipped topping with some coconut cream. Put a little bit of stevia, maple syrup. Are you getting hungry yet? <laughs> you know, and you can cook that. And even Thanksgiving, you know, I'm like, okay, you eat turkey. You can make your own homemade gravy. You know, you can make your own homemade biscuits. You can eat at home and not be in pain and be inflamed. Yes. It's just, if you're, if you're in pain, you're inflamed. You've got inflammation and you've got to look at those seed oils that people do not look at those oils. And when you, I mean, <clears throat> eating out, it's just, think about this. And when we were at the convention you go to well go and get a cup of coffee and you're like five bucks for a cup of coffee you know it's really how much is how much really you know does it it costs like to make this a few cents or when you go to um we went out i was at the airport and i wanted i wanted some breakfast it was like twelve dollars for a couple eggs <laughs> you know and it's like wow so they're in there to make money and the most and the highest and the most highest profitable way so they're not going to use the best food and even if you go to one of the the best restaurants you're still i personally just don't think you're getting the best food the best food is what you buy and what's in your home you have 100 percent control of what's in your kitchen and the chef that's in the kitchen for the evening preparing it, whether it's you or if it's your hubby or if it's the kids or whomever, you're, you're in control of that. So the more 
you practice that, it just becomes a habit. It really does. And I think a lot of it is those conversations we have in our head of, oh, I need comfort food. It's just like, wow, did our ancestors ever say that? I need comfort food. <laughs> it's like, no, honey, they worked it out and they thought it through. I'm like, you know what? I don't like feeling this way. So what do I need to do? So I stop feeling this way. I start thinking about something else. <laughs> yeah. well, and they were out in, working in the farms in their 70s and 80s. And they, uh, I'm not saying that they didn't have a few aches and pains, but it wasn't like what we see so much today. Uh, there's many at that age that would not be able to be out there at work in the fields. And yet you go back, as you said, through the lineage, you go back to our ancestors. They were out there in the fields at five o'clock in the morning in the middle of winter and we're getting the job done. So, you know, spot on stuff that you are bringing home to us today. I am so appreciative of you pouring into us all this time and uh, knowledge. So before we wrap up, is there anything else we didn't talk about that you want to make? One more thing I did want to talk about, because I really believe this is absolutely vital. They could save a lot of people's lives. Okay. You've got to get your blood test done. We okay. talked about you have to know your numbers because you can't measure, you know, it's just like you have to be able to measure progress. There's so many people that, they don't know that they're diabetics. They don't know that they have high blood pressure. They don't know that they have, you know, cholesterol issues. They don't know that they have cancer because they've never run their blood work. I believe you need to run, especially we women that are, once you start cycling every single year, you need to run your hormones. You need to know where your hormones are. Your doctor works for you. Yes. And if you go and you tell your doctor, this is what I told my patients. Most of the patients just, you know, I, I run their labs because I'm not limited by insurance because I don't work with any insurance. I say insurance doesn't take me because I, I have my own rules to how I treat patients. Sure. Conventional medicine, they have to play by the rules of the insurance company, get permission, what they can order for their patient. You as a patient, a consumer, you can ask the doctor, hey, uh, you know, there's a history of thyroid issues and low thyroid in my family and cancer in my family. I want to have um, a full thyroid panel run. This means free T3, free T4, reverse T3. I have a list on my website, um, the labs that I require when I work with all my patients, but typically we order them because uh, it's just more cost effective when we order them, we order it for them through one of our labs. However, some of them will try to go through their insurance, but a lot of times the doctors will not order all those numbers. For one, they're not sure like, okay, well, you have this thyroid problem, so we're just going to give you this medication instead of looking at all the other parameters that are impacting your thyroid, like estrogen will impact thyroid, vitamin B12, iron will impact your thyroid, vitamin D impacts your thyroid. Those are all other numbers and sometimes they don't look at those. So there's a lot to look at when, um, when reading labs. So I believe that every single person needs to have lab done every single week, or excuse me, every single year and their hormones checked every single year. 
if a person is on hormone replacement therapy or if they're on some sort of medication for a condition, then maybe you need to get it more frequently, maybe two or three times a year so you can see how are you progressing with the changes. If you're on medication, is it making it worse? As you were saying that, is it toxic to my liver? Okay, it's helping here, but now it's creating this problem. Right. So I really believe that every person, it's like you got to know the um, balance in your bank account. Right. Or if you're in the car driving, you got to know how much fuel is in that tank. You don't wait till it gets to empty. You're like, oops, <laughs> somebody help me. It's the same thing with your body. You have to know what is going on inside. And the beautiful thing that labs, that's just the gold standard to have um, an overview of what's going on. So, yeah, that is the one more thing. <laughs> oh, that's an important thing. So what do people say? They call up their doctor like, hey, doc, I need to have a, what are they going to ask for? So typically, if you go to the doctor, most of them will not order labs until you actually see them. Okay. I, I know I do that with my patients because there's the basic labs that they run, which is a CMP, comprehensive metabolic panel, um, is one of them. Um, a CBC, a complete blood count, and then they the lipid panel, which is the cholesterol. Those are typically the three panels that are very inexpensive, probably less than 50 bucks that they, that they will run. That's about it. But you want to have the vitamin D, you want to have B12, you want to have something called um, uh, high sensitivity or uh, the C-reactor protein, because that's one of the inflammatory markers. You want to know vitamin D3, B12, thyroid, because the thyroid really is the master gland that tells everything else how fast or slow to go. And you want to know your iron levels too, because something as simple as iron, your iron, low iron could even mean depression for some ladies. And then they want to put you on, you know, antidepressants. Yeah. And all they run is the, the basics of a CBC and a CMP and a lipid. And they're like, oh, these numbers look good. Yeah, but you didn't check my iron. You didn't check my thyroid. Some, sometimes those low levels are B12 or even vitamin D will cause you to be depressed and tired and anxious. So those are some of the other labs that you want comprehensive labs. And really, I believe functional medicine is really the way to go. And that's really what's going to change a lot of lives and move the trajectory of healthcare in this in, in our country is if doctors really went to the functional medicine or lifestyle medicine aspect where they're like, what is causing the problem? And let's look at your lifestyle and let's come up for it some solutions together that are viable that you can do for the rest of your life or that you can learn how to manage and change as your needs change and things in your life change. Because as women, we are the last ones to take care of ourselves, right? Oh, we have children. We're raising our children. We're taking care of our husbands. Some of the women have careers. They're working at home. And then as the kids go off to college, you know, oh, now we have aging parents. We have to take care of them. Now we're starting to get older. So we forgot to take care of ourselves. So now we're starting to take care of our aches and pains and our health issues. And we're the last ones to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and it's a tough thing. So that's why it, it's so important that if you don't have your health, that yeah. impacts absolutely everything, Pamela, yes. 100%. And being in ministry, 
you know that what are the top three things people ask prayer for? Healing, okay. right? Yeah. Healing, finances, relationships. Yep. So true. This is so true. So functional medicine, that's you. So now do you work with people just local to you? Can no, you we work remotely. Um, it depends on what state you're in, but I work with patients all over the country and internationally because I can order labs. I order labs through LabCorp. So there's LabCorp everywhere in the country. Yes. So, and people that are are international, they um, they have a list of the labs that I require once the consultation is done. If they have to get different um, hormones checked via salivary or we have to check for um, parasitic infections, we, we mail testing kits to them. They can do it in the privacy of their home and send it back. But the blood work, they will have to go to a local uh, lab core. Sometimes now there's uh, mobile phlebotomists that actually will come to your home and draw the blood and send it out. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's becoming very, um, very easy. Functional medicine and telemedicine is really the way of the future. There's pros and cons about it. I mean, one of the pros is you get to work with people um, all over the country. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, for some people like older people, they're not very Internet savvy. They don't know how to do a Zoom call. Right. You know, sometimes I can't see them from here up. They look amazing. And from here down, they have all these other issues. So, you know, so there's pros and cons and, and it's not for everybody. And so I think that if you work with a practitioner or a lot of the times the doctors um, that have run a lot of the labs, patients will send me the labs. I look at that. I look at that diagnosis. I know what they've been diagnosed with. I start breaking down um, the history and once again, it's like a big, I like to say we're like um, detective, we're health detectives. Oh, I love and, that. You know, the general practitioner is the police officer, like, oh, yeah, that one's dead. <laughs> or that one's dead. And then the, the detective comes in, wait a minute. But this is how it happened. Yes. And this is the time it happened. And there was more than one person involved. So they get into the details. And that's the beauty about the functional medicine, about getting in and really digging in and figuring out the root cause. So how do people reach out to you to see if you're a good fit for them? How do they connect? They can go to the website, um, drlindamarquez.com. They can go there and see if I am a good fit. I may not be a good fit for them. And um, we have a, a free 15-minute um, complimentary phone consult just to see if I am a good fit for them, if we can even help them, because we can't help everyone. We can only help those that want to be helped. Boom. Mic drop moment right there. <laughs> only help those that want to be helped. You have given so much in this time. Thank you for taking a lot of extra time out of your day to hang here on the purpose by design platform and just drop gold nuggets into our souls to help us take our health back to be choosing on purpose to be whole and healthy so much there i'm so grateful thank you so much dr linda thank you i, I love just I, I love this this is what i believe this is what god put me on this earth for i really just I want to I want to see everybody happy and just living in their fullest potential. 
Yes. What a life, right? What a world would we be living in and always surrounded around people living in their fullest potential in mind, body, and spirit. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have to come back again. We'll have to have you come back again and update us and any new Absolutely. things. And like you said, there's so many things we could have just camped on and stayed there. So, you know, we can pick some topics and just like have you dissect them for us. That would be awesome. So would you be willing to come back again? Oh, absolutely. Would love it. Yay. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you, everybody. I know that, okay, I have pages and pages of notes. I just set my... <laughs> down here but here it is pages and pages some of it so that i could circle back and ask questions to dr linda and other of it was taking it for my family and for myself so i'm sure that you just absorbed it all would you do us a favor and do dr linda a favor les brown who is my dear friend and mentor says like it and share it so i'm asking that you would do it mr brown says subscribe i'm going to add that like it and share it help take her message of hope come on this is hope like you can own your health and you can get better uh there's there's hope there's an answer let's take this message and let's take it viral send it all around email it to somebody send it in there a dm i am whatever am it but just send it to them and let's change the world for the better one person one healthy body at a time remember you're here on purpose with a purpose by design not by default. So go out there now with wholeness and health on purpose and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. We'll see you next time. Bye. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self-paced email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash ascend.